Hello everybody, this is Insa'a with the Insa'a report number nine. I'll cut you so good. That's the title of it. <clears throat> and so uh, we have a, a great show for you today. As you know, we cover poetry, music, technology, art, uh, Sacramento news, national news updates. That's what we cover here on the show. I try to do one weekly. So to let you know what's going down. And if you can, say hello to our co-host, Coco, the co-host. She's over there. Just be like, meow, 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 meow. Uh, and and uh, so... Uh, we are going to cover a few things this time around, and I think we're going to have fun today. And, oh, yeah, I'd like to say Happy New Year's to everybody, have, uh, 2017. Can you believe that? And there's still no flying cars. I, I have to write somebody about that, complain, um, for all you people that are the fan, a fan of the Jetsons like I am. And also, too, I like to, my voice is still uh, coming together here. Uh, I'm, I feel a little bit better. I'm still dealing with the cold. I'm at the coughing phase. So you might see me drinking water during the, mm -mm, mm -mm. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, water. Uh, I'm drinking water while, while I do this, too. And I got coffee and water at the same time. It's, it's weird. Uh, it's like I don't want to get better, but, um, but I, I want to get better. All right, so uh, starting out uh, with our music link of the, as you know, we do links. So that's how the show is segmented out. Is So our music link is from uh, uh, Sam Bloom. If you're a fan of Sam Bloom, he's a local, well, he's not local, but he's an independent artist that comes here to Sacramento, and he usually plays poetry rooms. Uh, and other small rooms and other alternative art venues and he's very like galleries and things like that instead of playing like concert halls and things so he's very uh, underground and we try to support him as much as we can we try to support independent artists because hey come on if you're streaming music they'll only pay the artists when you're streaming music like point zero 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 one cents on, on, you know, point one cents. So that that's just crazy. They can't make a living doing that. I will encourage you to go to Bandcamp and enroll in Bandcamp because that's usually where independent artists are at. And you can actually... So I'm going to play this and encourage you to go because this song costs $1. You can go there and download it for $1. Support him. And, and uh, he just came out with this as a new release. So 
trenches I've been Deeper than the sparkling Effervescent I wait To be recognized as human Can I get permission to exist? Yes, that would be so good So Sam Bloom with So Good. And that was, it was good, wasn't it? It made you want to jam. So please go to Bandcamp and buy that song for $1. Buy that for $1. And you can have that and you can have it in your eardrum playing while you're moving. And knowing that you actually supported an artist. Because he does it full time, right? He goes around, he tours, and it's hard work. And when you have talent like that, you sh- I think that people should, if you love his work, it's not that you, it's not that you, sh- that you should, but if you love his work, if you are a fan of the work, if you listen to it, try to, if you have the money, if you have the expendable income, please just support. It's not hard, you know. It's just, it's not even a coffee, right? It's it's almost it's, it's like two taffies, okay. Move on to the next thing, our poetry link, which is uh, one of my favorite brothers here, Issa. A, a while ago in October of last year, last year, 2016, um, we had Kuhn the Poet interviewing Issa on Coffee and Poets. As you know, doing our poetry link, I like to divvy up the sections of of coffee and poets to to extract out the poems so you can get like a little taste of what the coffee and poem poet poetry uh, session was like and you know and the quality of work and the quality of 
the artistry and the poetry was like. So, Issa dropped this hip-hop poem for Kuhn the Poet. It's just a, a sample of what he did because he kind of stops. He don't go all the way through the whole thing. But it's such a great uh, start because he starts out with this very strong piece um, during the interview. And you're going to see it's very enjoyable. He's a young brother. He's, about, he's in his 20s. And if you listen closely to it, you will hear all these things that uh, young black males are going through these days. And, you know, getting to know Issa, if you get to know him, he will give you hope for the future for young people. And I hope this comes across as that because he thinks deeply, and and even during the whole interview, he his whole interview just came across as a motivational speech almost to other young people trying to get them to actually observe life and to uh, uh, articulate life and and experience life and get to know self. Without further ado, Issa. I don't even know the title of the poem, so I just named the poem one because it's the first poem during the interview. Damn, y'all, I'm tired of losing. Divorced parents, man, I'm tired of moving. All my life I've been dancing with the devil, but I'm tired of grooving. But them cops, they ain't tired of shooting, so we gonna keep on looting. You want respect, you give respect. You want some light, you give them rights. Teach the kids, don't give them time, don't kill police, it's understood. He was innocent, but welcome to my neck of the woods. Beaten, raped, and left to hang from our neck of the woods. We often get high off trees, I fill my neck with them woods. Nigga, shh, hands up or you'll be next in the woods. Couple L's until my boys understood, but pull over. White male cop will be mad at your shit. Nice car with a brother, he'll start harassing your shit. Kill you with your hands up. I had a question for him. He answered and said, Black boys ain't supposed to have whips, nigga, but all lives matter. Your fingers don't say so. My partner killed a nigga. He do the things you get paid for. The only difference is the other brother shot first, plus he got time for his actions. You killing us just because they know all about your insecurities, my nigga. Hey, why the ghetto still ghetto with security, my nigga? Education, fuck, my baby can't read, my nigga. And just cause you build the bigger cage don't mean he's free, my nigga, okay? K, 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 I hope you understand me. Halloween, five days a week, we started moving candy and class wasn't doing much. I'll stop right there. All right, that was Issa. And it's from Coffee and Poets number 30 if you're looking for it on SoundCloud. If you haven't joined SoundCloud, you need to join SoundCloud. There's a couple of things. Join SoundCloud, join Bandcamp, join CD Baby. Because we want to support the arts. All right, next up on our uh, art link, we have this really cool, awesome video on YouTube. I love YouTube because it's the people's network. And it's just regular people like you and I making content. Uh, this person, though, he has a little bit more. It seemed like <laughs> I think this is from an actual network that, uh, um, but he has a little bit more budget to make his shows and things of nature. But this is awesome. This this uh, is about a craft of making chef knives. The craft of making chef knives. One of the the most popular chef chef knife maker. 
I guess in the world, and his name is Bob Kramer. And just watching this video, we're going to look at the video right now a little bit. Um, watching this video, it is, uh, he goes into the actual, he makes this knife that he's being the raw craft with Anthony Bourdain, episode four with Bob Kramer. He makes this, he makes this knife from from a meteorite and these are all the things that he's, he can make with it uh, very precision uh, um, chef knife so he makes this knife from a meteorite and just the process that he goes through of making this and he does it all by himself all by himself there's there's no help. He has all these mach all this machinery. You, you can just imagine how much it costs him to to invest in all this machinery to make these knives. But it was totally worth it. And to to think that he started out in clown school, right? And and what gave him the idea was that after work, well, after classes, he would he had a job in in the, in the food industry and he would see you know then he started his own business sharpening knives and then he went on to start making knives just imagine the amount of time to be self-taught in making knives which is so cool look at this he has all this stuff he's he's uh he's firing them up and purifying the metal and showing him how the whole process of bonding um, these different layers of metal it's, it's a very interesting watch. So please go to the link that I, I provided to watch the whole thing, um, which is very interesting. They they sit around afterwards after he makes a knife and they cut up food and they actually cook something <laughs> using a knife that he just made, which is very, which is very cool. Which is very cool. All right. <clears throat> So uh, now we're going to go into the campaign uh, I like to call Twitter First, the Twitter First campaign. I'm going to share with you, uh, last time we covered hashtags. This time we are going to cover lists. Uh, what I mean by Twitter First, for, for some of you guys is just, just getting on to this. They're just viewing this. I haven't viewed the later, the before episodes, the previous episodes. Twitter first means that um, don't discount all the other social networks. It just means go to Twitter first. So if you go to Twitter first, because Twitter don't use the algorithms and things like nature to filter out content. You filter it yourself. Uh, it does have some algorithms that they do use in their feed, but it, Facebook is all about feeds and uh, all about the feed. Even though you can go directly to the other uh, places, like if you want to just go to my page, you can. But it's not really encouraged because the feed is just it's, it's very intoxicating. The feed, so. Um, and to escape the feed, you have to go out of your way. So most people don't do that. But for Twitter, it's different because Twitter, Twitter is an amazing animal. Facebook is like the town square. You know, everybody's there, everybody's yelling, da da da. But the but Twitter is more like a bulletin board. 
a high tech bulletin board where you can just put things up because uh, everything is kind of like these snapshots. It's 140 characters that you can put in there and you can put images and stuff in nature, but it goes by so quick. And the way they do it is that you, they don't filter anything. You just have to, uh, you could go through it and you can go through, you can go as far to the past that you want. And also, too, they give you different filtering items that you can that you can filter things, right? So you can go to use hashtags. You click on the hashtag and give you a list of all, everything that use that hashtag, or you can um, or you can use lists. And this is what we're going to cover today. But before we do that, we're going to we're going to explain to you why we say Twitter first. So go to Twitter first, then you go to Facebook, and you go to Tumblr, you can do all this kind of stuff, but Twitter first uh, when you log in um, in the beginning of the day or whatever, or, or even when you check your social networks, because, you know, we have our rounds that we do, uh, you know, when you get that little fix, that little thing, like, oh, I need to check and see what's going on, uh, because I might be missing something, go to Twitter first, and then go to Facebook. Because Facebook, you're going to be there on Facebook for a long time. But on Twitter, you can get a snapshot and see exactly what's happening. And what I'm trying to do is build a network of Twitter users here in Sacramento so that we can have a non-filtered network here in Sacramento. So um, to explain to you why uh, Facebook is so odd, a while ago, um, Facebook uh, got into trouble because they was doing doing experiments unauthorized experiments on their users so they took 700,000 users and they uh and then they experimented on them in 2012 they took positive information and they turned it up on some users then they took negative information and turned it up on some users and then they just set back and see how that psychologically uh impacted their user those users so they found out that when they turned up the positive stuff the more positive they saw the world when they turned up the negative stuff uh the more negative they saw you know saw the world and their posts reflected that um you know because you know you can there you know when you when you type in something in, in your in your post they can tell you know if it's negative or positive so they found out that um they can actually affect someone's mood by affecting their feed and and this is not cool whatsoever that's just one thing i have another link on there that actually uh uh it's about 10 other things that they did uh it's another link that i that i applied 10 other facebook experience on users rated on a highly scientific what the fuck scale <laughs> so so wtf scale so your Facebook is I'm not I'm not saying that they're evil. It's just that they are trying to figure out how to maximize and how to manipulate you. Because if you don't if you haven't realized it, Facebook is not free, even though they say they're free. Even Twitter. Twitter is not free. They you are the product. They are packaging you up. They are uh, uh, um, um, selling you to advertisers and. <laughs> So we are, that's why we say Twitter first. We want to go to the least malicious of the two first. And then you can go to Facebook because Facebook is cool. I mean, I love Facebook. I stay on there. I like Facebook because you can have arguments on Facebook, like in-depth arguments. You can't have in-depth arguments on Twitter. I mean, I like 
you know, philosophical arguments and things because it broadens my mind too as well. And then it makes me want to, it makes me have to prove my point. And sometimes I win, sometimes I lose and things of nature. And then I have to adjust how I think about things because of those, because of the interaction and the communication that we have on Facebook. That's what makes social social network so dangerous to, um, you know, to the governments and things because those networks and people getting together that's why they want to disrupt those networks and with algorithms and things because you, you know if you can advertise you don't need a middleman to advertise for you so facebook uh use the algorithms to separate out people from um um other people so that they can make force you to advertise the creators you know that create content to advertise to their to their fans or people that subscribe subscribe to them but Twitter don't do that. Twitter just lets people just subscribe to you and you just have contact with them. So Twitter first. Twitter is awesome. All right, let's go over the things here. Using Twitter li lists. A list is a curated group of Twitter accounts. You can create your own list or subscribe to lists created by others. Viewing a list timeline will show you the stream of tweets from only the accounts on that list which is so powerful a lot of times when you go on twitter i know you go on twitter be like how do you use twitter because it just seems like what the hell is going on i got a twitter account but what what, what am i supposed to do with this and so you're just looking at all this kind of stuff because you start subscribing to people and it just seems like it's a jumble of stuff but you must use must use lists and you must use hashtags in order to maximize your twitter experience now let's go to twitter all right this is my Twitter account. All right. Now, in order to uh, check out lists, we're going to try to set up some lists here right now. And I'm going to hopefully get you guys to join the list as an experiment so you guys can see how lists work. All right. So if you go to my, you know, this is this is me. So if you click on this, you go to my profile page, the stuff I post. And right here, you see it. It says lists. I got three lists happening. Okay. I have private lists because I have my peeps. I have 30, 32 members. That means that I, I have 30, and this is private. You see the little lock on there. Um, I have set up a, uh, a list that is private. And um, I got this one, then I got a, um, a, a public one. All right. So you could actually go to somebody's page. I'm going to show you how to do that in a minute and then join their list. But these are private, so you can't join these. This is the people that I put inside the list so that I can just click on here. I'll be like, oh, I want to I see what my peeps are doing. And they all here, right? You have, I have Kevin Sandbloom, which I just, we just did the music. So he has, he has a Twitter thing. And I have Leo, um, things like that. And then I have, uh, I'm following SAC Cultural Hub. And then Mitch, that's Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Malik. And um, I'm following a couple of people that's in here. And they show up here in this list which is awesome and okay so you want we want to create a list we can do that very easily by hitting create new list right here on the right hand side mm. now we click on that and I think I want to create a list called uh, yo sacto let's, let's say yo sacto Sacramento people, Sacramento people that do things. All right. 
And this is going to be public, so you can set private, but this is going to be public. I'm going to save this list. All right. All right, all right, all right. So if you go to my page now, now I have four lists. I want you to go there, and I want you to go here and join this. This is your homework. I want you to go there and join this list. Yo Sato. Okay? And when you do that, then we can go on. I think we're going to do the next one. We're going to do the at symbol where you could actually tweet at somebody. All right. And, and that's a list. I think I want to create another list. I want to create another list called for my Black Talk Sacramento people. I want to create another list called Sac Black, which is a group I have on Facebook that um, events going down in Black Sacramento. All right. All right. So I have five lists now. And I have Sack Black and I got Yo Sacto. So join both of those and we can um, have fun doing that. And, and hopefully you create your own and have fun with that and, and experiment, have fun, do things. Bah, 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 boom, boom. But I really want to start a Sacramento, Sacramento community that use Twitter uh, robustly so that we can have an unfiltered, unfiltered Sacramento uh, advertising or get the word out type network because that's very important. We can't operate properly unless we know what's going on. And a lot of times I miss what's going on because I don't know what's going on because it's been, it's been algorithmed out from my Facebook feed. But this way, I won't miss anything that you guys are doing. So join Sac Black or join Yo Sacto. Hopefully you'll join both and uh, let me know what's going on. So then you can just, whenever you post something, I see it in these areas. Okay? All right. Awesome sauce. Now, moving on to our next thing that we are talking about. So a Great Watches link. On uh, the Great Watches link, I have something, uh, the Bus Life uh, New Zealand. So this Bus Life New Zealand, you see it right there. Um, this is very awesome, this whole show. Uh, like I said, YouTube is the people's network. So people, ordinary people post, the, post things to YouTube, and they make, they make, uh, they make shows out of them. And this is, this is a family in New Zealand because it's worldwide. YouTube's worldwide. That in New Zealand made a whole show out of them converting a, a bus into their next home. Their, their lease was up. And instead of them uh, renewing their lease, they, the, the, the husband decided that, hey, I'm going to fix this bus up and make it a home. I don't think the wife was on board at first. Um, she seemed, you know, she, you know, because women like the nest, and and she was losing her nest, and and it's very understandable. She really couldn't wrap her head around the bus being a nest. But at the end, she saw the benefit of it, and we get there. And it's it's a it's a it's a it's a number of episodes here, and it, you could just binge watch these things. It's very cool. 
it's very cool and hopefully you will enjoy it like I enjoyed it so uh, follow the link there and you will see the um, you will see how cool this whole experiment was for them and I think it it, it goes to going it goes to what's going on right now too in Sacramento it's like <laughs> instead of being gentrified why you know, it's like why not just get mobile homes, you know, where we could just drive off? <laughs> because it seems like whenever you try to get a, a, you know, get somewhere and you get comfortable, you get a home and, and things of nature, it's like somebody that owns the land will be like, get off my land and this is mine now. Uh, or we want to re repurpose this for something else. You know, the owners, the owning um, um, class, and they want to repurpose it for something else because they can make more money off of it and it's like why do we even put ourselves through that right why do we even put ourselves so he's making he's he's uh so he, he's an office worker he never done any of this before and and he just kind of going through the whole thing and this is how it how it starts out and you'll see at the end it turns into this beautiful uh beautiful project that he finished and it's just so amazing. I admire him so much because he can do this. Man, I just wish I had just a pinky worth of his talent. Talent, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what he does. And he says that he never done it before, but it's like you lie. <laughs> All right, but um, yeah. So, like I, I've been just be, from watching YouTube, I've been turned on to alternative living um programs and 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 postings and um uploads that they have on YouTube and it's and you start to see that this has, this is a huge trend in Canada in New Zealand in other places where you have tiny homes and they're trying to do it in America but America really frowns on this type of stuff they 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 um they call it urban camping right they they really frown on on um on this kind of stuff and but it is really gaining traction all over the world where people are realizing that um why should we why should we just you know pay rent on something that the person that owns it can just you know kick us out anytime they want because they got um you know a better a better offer a better offer. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Um, this this next story is uh, this is our technology story, which is a technology link, which is very interesting because, hey. And one of the year's most popular holiday gifts could potentially be used in a murder trial. The Amazon Echo is a home assistant that records and responds to voice commands. Police in Bentonville, Arkansas, have issued a warrant for audio from a device belonging to James Andrew Bates. Bates is set to go on trial for first-degree murder. Authorities hope it will give them clues about the alleged crime. Okay. Ain't that hot? Oh, my goodness. So, um, this very popular uh, device that's being sold right now, uh, it's kind of like Siri, right? Um, and it's kind of like, you know, what's happening with AI that's happening. It, we have these devices that are the Internet of Things that are always waiting for input. But in that downtime of waiting, they are always on and they are always listening, waiting for that click, waiting for that voice 
command. And this brings up an interesting issue. If it's always listening, the police can try to get those audio. It, it, not only that, it brings up another issue. It's like if somebody hacked your um, Amazon Echo, are they listening to what you're doing in your house? <laughs> Will they blackmail you because, you know, you have an affair or something of nature? Or, 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 or actually um, can hear your your password because, you know, the tones of when you're entering in your password f to get into your house. Um, um, you know, or if you like to talk while you enter your password in and things of nature, they can actually, you can think about it that people with malicious intent can, in fact, glean information from you by listening through your echo. Or not only that, it can be used against you in a court of law. Very interesting um, outcome, you know, unattended outcome of having a device that's always listening to you because we like the benefit of, you know, saying, okay, Amazon, turn on my lights or okay, Echo, okay, Echo, or, you know, do this, do that. We like that, um, you know, open up the garage. It's very cool, but it also has a downside to that and a privacy downside. And it's, it's, it'd be interesting to see what what comes of that. Um, so we have another um, thing where where we are getting some grant money here. So let's take a listen to this. Creativity is a willingness to look beyond the obvious, where even a city backbone can become a fresh opportunity. The river has traditionally been a um, barrier, a boundary between two counties, between two cities. The Crocker Museum, cities of Sacramento and West Sacramento are now looking at the riverfront as an artistic centerpiece. The Crocker is the oldest art museum west of the Mississippi. Art has always been a central force for Sacramento. A collaboration after being awarded a federal grant create opportunities for arts experiences on both the west side of the river and the east side of the river. A stretch of land from the state capitol to Rayleigh Field is now a blank canvas, transforming 40 acres between N and L streets thanks to $250,000 from the National Endowment for the Arts. Mainly we were thinking about how art has this ability to um, inspire people to ride their bikes, to walk. Once a divider, the Sacramento River is now the bridge for art between two cities. All right, so we have $250,000 coming our way in form of a grant. Um, the Crocker, I guess, is curating that. So all you artists out there, get your stuff together. Try to figure out how you can get, be a part of that if you can. All right? That is just a heads up. That's our art link. All right. Um, next is our news link, which is unfortunate, and um, um, great. You know, a greater news link, not just local, but you know, all over. But it comes back to California this time around. Usually, I try to look globally for some interesting news to share with you guys that I think is interesting. But this one just stood out to me. It just came to me. It's from the Intercept. And um, and 
And California blames incarcerated workers for unsafe conditions and amputations. I'm going to read a couple of inserts from this article. Um, this is the, uh, in September, after months of organizing via smuggled cell phones and outside gold betweens, prisoners across the country launched a nationwide strike to demand better working conditions at the numerous facilities that employ inmate labor for little or no play, pay. And so if you, if you haven't seen 13 yet, um, it's a documentary on, on Netflix about the 13th Amendment. The, the loophole in that is that it, was, it ended slavery, but there was a loophole, loophole that says that if a person goes to prison, that those rules don't apply, those uh, freeing of the slave rules don't apply. So basically, you can go to prison and become a slave again. So slavery still exists, but only when you are incarcerated. The strike, uh, going back to the article, the strike which spreads, which spread to dozens of institutions in 22 states, briefly called attention to a fact about prison labor that is well understood in America's penal institutions, but scarcely known in the general public. Inmates in America's state prisons who make everything from license plates to college diploma co covers are not only excluded from the U.S. Constitution's pro pro prohibition on slave labor, but also exist largely outside the reach of federal safety regulations meant to ensure that Americans are not injured or killed on the job. Excluded from the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration mandate of protecting American workers, these inmates lack some of the most basic labor protections other workers take for granted. Since 2012, inmates in California have reported more than six injuries while working for as little as 35 cents an hour, according to the documents obtained by the Intercept. So, um, so this is this is the thing: is that because they are not really citizens anymore, when you are incarcerated, you don't even um, get the same protections that workers outside of the prison walls get. And this is a problem. This is an issue. So uh, look at the article. This is a very good article. That's something that is happening right here in California where um, people are being, um, you know, having all kind of accidents because they don't have the safety equipment or, or you know, people are really, aren't really paying attention, like the, the managers of these things. They, and uh, they make everything. They make um, all kind of products and things that we uh, – don't know that prison inmates make here in America because it's like a third world country. It's like, you know, as soon as you go through those gates, those prison gates, you enter a third world country or you go back in time almost. You go back to when slavery exists and you make, um, if you make anything, um, you make, because also too, if you think about it, all that money that you make at goes back even the little that you are making goes back to paying off um, your 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 bills that you accumulate by being there. It's a very interesting article, alarming. So um, they don't give them proper training, they don't give them proper equipment, and thus uh, they 
they they get hurt and and they are not covered by these things so they they get their arms chopped off <laughs> or you know amputated because they have to get it amputated because a bad accident happened and they get no compensation for that at all or they might get their finger crushed or any kind of injury they don't get any kind of compensation or anything like that it's 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 a very bad system all right so we we are coming close to the end of our of our uh, uh, podcast and so i I just want to put it out there right now that uh we have uh we have pictures up if you didn't you know listen to the last episode or you didn't check out the last episode uh, we have pictures up. There's links here in the show notes. You can go and click on these links and find out. Uh, we had Mahogany Urban Poetry Series, the host feature from uh, December last year. Uh, you can check out those pictures, which are very cool. And you can check out the photos also from our Poetry Fusion Band Christmas, Fu- Christmas Food Drive right here. Uh, we have some really nice pictures of those. This is from the host feature which is uh, very cool. We had Dante that came out, Dante Palayo. He came out. He was missing for a long time. He, I find out, come to find out that he was in school. Um, we have a couple open micers and then uh, Kyrie and we had uh, uh, Luke Taylor and, and Russell Cummings. And we had, a, we had a packed house there, Mahogany there. And then also, too, we have pictures of from the food drive as well. Um, the cans of food that we raised and the open mic list. We had a short open mic list that night. Uh, and then we had uh, people that came up. And then we had Angela. She came out. And then we had Bob Stanley. Uh, and he played with his friend. Um, and and also, too, we had uh, Vincent Corbelt and his crew that came through. And it, it, was, it was an awesome night. It was an awesome night. And we we did... We raised uh, 40 cans of food and 30 bucks. So we did a modest, a very modest, um, you know, starving artist campaign for our community and try to give people a good Christmas and holiday. We try to do our part. Okay. And, and, um, so, and, and we have uh, Black Talk Sacramento is going to be on January the 10th. So if you don't know, every second Tuesday, we are right there at Underground Books in, um, on, on Broadway in Oak Park. So come on out at 5 o'clock. And I think we have a good show. I think I have a lineup for a nice guest for that show. You have to come. It's a surprise. It's going to be a very nice show. So come through the Underground Books at 2814 35th Street. You should go there anyway. You should know where that's at and have fun um, perusing the books. Uh, hopefully you buy a book from Underground Books. That's our show. And I, I hope that you guys have an awesome week, and I hope that you guys love this program. And we're going to go out with uh, Kevin Sandbloom again. Um, so good. So good. That's the name of the song. So good. Uh, and... And hopefully you think it's so good that you go and actually buy the song. It only costs $1. Why shouldn't you buy this song? Why shouldn't you own this song, right? Be like the people in New Zealand. Just don't rent. Own. Okay? Here we go. Bum 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 bum
So good, so 